is the 77 WABC minicast. And joining us now is Judge Andrew Napolitano. Uh, Judge, uh, fireworks, obviously, on the international front, fireworks in the courtroom. Uh, today, a huge day. Let's first start with President Trump, because he's there in his civil case. Uh, he just came out swinging Judge Napolitano, saying, you know, it's election interference. Uh, what's your take of just the whole fact that the judge wouldn't la- let him make comments? They wouldn't let him how he wanted to testify. Uh, it-, it just seems so micromanaged by this judge who seems hell-bent on getting Trump. Well, well, Rita and John, it's a very unusual case. It's unusual because there is no jury, and a lot of the case rises and falls on the credibility of witnesses. And I can tell you from having been there, 12 jurors are a lot better at assessing credibility than one judge. It's an unusual case because there are no victims. The bank itself that was allegedly cheated, which is one of the largest banks in the world, Deutsche Bank, sent its executives to tell the judge, not only did we not lose any money, not only did Trump pay us back, he paid us back on time, and we would do business with him again tomorrow if he were still in the business. That sounds like politics. (laughs) You know, I mean, come on. Why, why was that litigation filed? There is a bizarre statute in New York. No other state has this, Rita, that allows the attorney general to sue for fraud if there was any misrepresentation made in a com- commercial relationship, even if nobody lost any money. Now, this goes back to the Gilded Age when the legislature was of the view that uh, very wealthy people were making a lot of money and ripping off banks and then were paying the banks off not to testify against them. It was an entirely different era. But this is also a case, and here's where Trump is quite correct, motivated by politics. The attorney general of New York is elected. I prefer the appointed system, but that's not what we have in New York. And when she was running for election, she said, I'm going to get Trump. So she basically uh, caused him to spend a fortune in legal fees to defend himself so that she could fulfill a political promise. Yeah, she campaigned on it. She campaigned on it. Uh, Judge Weinberg, you've got a question for Judge Napolitano. Judge, good to talk to you again. What, uh, What troubles me about this whole situation is that it was never an injury here, never damages. It was an arm's length transaction. The bank did its own due diligence. There were warnings in the papers saying, do your own due diligence. And I believe, in in my humble opinion, I'd like to get your opinion, other legal scholars have said, this is an unconstitutional statute. What do you think about that? Well, I think it is is unconstitutional for two reasons. One, uh, it allows for a remedy where there is no wrong. Now, you and I both went to law school when we were taught to quote the great Benjamin Nathan Cardozo, who basically said, where there's a wrong, there's a remedy. Where there's no wrong, there's no need for a remedy. Absolutely right, Judge. So there's no wrong here, but yet they're going to force a remedy. The other reason I believe it's unconstitutional, Your Honor, uh, is because the Constitution says, now this number is a little skewed, it was written in uh, 1789, but the Constitution says, if the matter in dispute is $20 or more, 20 bucks, you're entitled to a jury. This involves $370 million, and the statute doesn't let him get a jury. 
So those are two reasons why this whole thing is profoundly unconstitutional. I don't know the trial judge. I do. I do. Oh, yeah, he does. Judge Weinberg does. I had lunch with him a lot of times. The question is, now he's supposed to be assessing damages. How do you you get, you know, Tish James, attorney general, is coming up with numbers. A few hundred million, close to 400 million. Where is she getting these numbers? And where will Arthur and Gorin, the Supreme Court justice, validate those numbers? He will validate the numbers because, in my opinion, and, and I, I am not critical of the of the system. I respect you and I respect the system. But he has demonstrated, he has manifested an animosity towards Trump and the Trump organization and to Donald Trump's children. There doesn't seem to be any question in my mind as to how he'll rule. But you have a very highly respected appellate court. Uh, and every time they've reviewed something that he's done preliminarily, as we lawyers say, inter- interlocutorily, uh, they have reversed him. So I think Trump should brace for the worst, worst from Justice Engeron, but expect a c- total vindication in the appellate court. I agree with you, Judge. Yeah. And before we let you go, uh, Judge Andrew Napolitano, what about Hunter Biden? Uh, because, he, of course, he, he pulled the stunt yesterday. Uh, we're going to be talking to Congressman Andy Biggs about that. But also, he is today in court in California for the felony tax charges. He just pled not guilty uh, a few minutes ago, Judge Napolitano. And then he's well, got the gun charge in Delaware. What's happening with him? Well, he's got a lot of legal woes uh, to deal with. He's innocent until proven guilty. I am not a fan of these tax charges. He's already paid the taxes, already paid them. This whole thing is about intentionally late payment. The IRS normally does not ask the DOJ to charge you when you do this. They sue you civilly and get a judgment if you don't pay them, but he's already paid them. So I think the system is being unfair to him because of who his father is. I realize I'm an outlier on this, and a lot of your people don't want to hear it. But I I usually, as you know, Rita, from the years we worked together, and Judge Weinberg knows this, I usually favor the underdog, and he's innocent until proven guilty. The gun charge is entirely, uh, entirely different. The efforts to manipulate the system in the Delaware federal court is entirely uh, different. Uh, but this tax charge, in my view, uh, shouldn't be filed. Yeah, and obviously, well, anyway, uh, Andy, I I I uh, I, uh, uh, I look at the dirty dog versus the underdog in this case, not you. <laughs> uh, Judge- Andy Biggs is a giant who's one of the few members of the House of Representatives who understands the Constitution and believes that it means what it says. And I am a huge fan of his. He comes on my podcast all the time. Oh, well, and he's coming up in he's just a few, up in minutes. a few minutes. Uh, Judge Andrew Napolitano, we love you. Lo- I always appreciate everybody's perspective. Thank you Thank very you. much, Judge. Thank you. I uh, love you both. Thank you. I love my Italian heritage and the food that goes along with it. That's why on Sundays after church, I head over with my father to Italo's Fine Foods on Forest Avenue in Staten Island with our list from mom. They have two locations on Forest Avenue, 1566 and the new one at 725. It's family owned and serving Italian specialties since 2014. They also have a full catering menu, the freshest meats, imported San Martano tomatoes from Italy, and the best mozzarella. Order in store by phone or online. They even deliver. ItaloFineFoods.com, I-T-A-L-O, FineFoods.com. Tell them Vinnie Madugno and WABC sent you. Manja.